We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We are breaking down all aspects of Yankee baseball. This is the Bronx Pinstripe Show with your hosts, Andrew Rotondi and Scott Reinen. Let's go. Joining the podcast now because we've got a four-team division race. Actually, it's not really a division race. It's a wild card race. Is Johnny... Gunta, did I say the Junta. name right? It's Junta. Junta, it's Junta. Yeah, yeah. my bad, of the officially unofficial podcast, but he is a Toronto Blue Jays fan, and the Yankees are, and Blue Jays are in the midst of a series right now. If the Jays sweep, man, they could, they're, I think, a half game in the standings if they sweep yeah. it, and with the way the Yankees are going, that 13-game win streak is long, long in the rearview mirror. What's up? I'm, I'm doing good, man. And I, I told you this before the show. This is the greatest I've ever felt. I mean, this is the most electric I've ever seen the Rogers Center in about <laughs> since 2016. I'm ready. I'm all in on this team. I mean, if you look at my Twitter, I, I'll, I'll be honest. I tweet the Jays are dead every once in a while when they lost to the Nationals. But I'm all the way back in. I mean, I'm, I'm, as, I'm as back invested as possible. Marcus Simeon swinging it. Guerrero swinging it again. And I don't know where Springer's at, but this is great, man. Especially that 8-0 win yesterday. You seem like the type of fan that goes in and out on a nightly basis. I do. I definitely do. And that's because I'm a Toronto sports fan. I, I've seen I've seen the Toronto Maple Leafs blow 3-1 leads in series when they needed to win one more against the worst team in the division. So I wear my heart on my sleeve, but the Jays are all the way back. I'm dialed in. I'm invested. And you just love to see it. <laughs> what uh, What was it like when they finally got back to the Rogers Center after, like, over a year? It was honestly surreal. Like, I mean, I... I, I never, I haven't seen a live sporting event, and I believe it was like 668 days around that number. So back at the stadium was a little weird with the socially distanced the section and all that kind of stuff. But man, I, I I've never seen a stadium that loud in my life. And obviously, a couple friends of the pod, humble brag, were playing in that game. Actually, the starting pitcher Ross Stripling, he actually was came on the podcast um, before that, and he said, and he said he doesn't really, he didn't really have like an understanding on how big the Toronto Blue Jays are here until I guess he played there. So it's crazy, man. I mean, it's still limited capacity, but it sounds like there's 50,000 in there. Yeah, I mean, the Blue Jays do. I think when they started to really, what, what year was it? Was it 14 or 15? That 15. They, 
15. Yeah. That was the year that I, I remember have that 15 was the first year of, of me and Scott's show. And I remember we went to a game that summer against the Blue Jays. And normally, if you went to a game in 2013, 2014 at Yankee Stadium against the Blue Jays, you saw five Blue Jays hats like in the stadium. It was, but at that game, we saw like 15, 20% of the stadium was Blue Jays. And I was like, what is going on? Like all of a sudden, the Blue Jays come out of the woodwork and the fans came out of the woodwork. So I feel like probably since 2015, it's been, it's been pretty good for you guys. No, man, honestly, it's, I think it was two years ago the Jays had like 95 losses. But the thing is, when what, during that year, we had a little bit of glimpse of hope because that was when Vladdy and Blo- Bo got called up and Biggio and all those guys. So we're like, all right, they're trash right now. But in the next couple of years, they're going to be a wagon. So last year, obviously, was very unexpected, making, I guess, the playoffs. I'm not going to really call it the playoffs. It was that weird little <laughs> two out of three game wild card series. But I mean, just even seeing the additions and the Jays never spend money. That's the thing. And when they picked up Ryu and they got Springer, I actually, I don't know if you know this. And for the people watching, you can just go back to my Twitter on Instagram or Instagram. I actually pissed my pants when the Jays signed George Springer. Did you see that? <laughs> no. I tweeted that if the Jays sign George Springer, I will piss my pants on Instagram live. And I, a man of my word, I did it in the cold. Oh, wait, hold minus. on. You, you pissed yourself on purpose. Yes, it was on purpose. I pissed my pants on my balcony. It's an electric video. Like, I mean, I had, like, that's how I'm known as by some of the guys in the Blue Jays as the guy that pissed the pants his pants. Pisser? Yeah. That's, that, not it, something, that's not good to be known for. It's a good title to have. I mean, that just goes to show my Blue Jays fandom. I mean, I'm all the way in with this team. Uh, it's just, that's what we do here. But it was a great accomplishment. I'm, a little part of me thinks George Springer knows I did it. I hope he does. But well, I mean, that's, that's not just, keeping him on the field. <laughs> that's just what we do. I mean, maybe I mushed him because George Springer has played maybe 30 games for the Blue Jays. <laughs> I was going to say, so how do you feel about that on. contract now? <laughs> He's doing great though. I mean, his, he's hitting like 360 at the Rogers Center. I mean, I think he. Ha- I think I don't know what's going on there, but maybe we're we're stealing signs at the Rogers Center. But he's hitting 360 there. Everyone hits there. That's that's one <laughs> of the best hitters parks in the league. Is the Rogers I know. Center? I mean, it's part partially the Yankees always hit theirs because the Blue Jays pitching isn't necessarily the yeah, best over that, the past no, decade or whatever. But the yeah, the Rogers Center, every American League East Park, with the exception of Tampa, is a good yeah. hitters park. And I got to ask you, man, and I saw a stat earlier today. This is a little question I have for you. What's the deal with Joey Gallo? I mean, the guy's hitting 160 with the Yankees. I heard all this. The short porch, he's made for New York. He's like he's one of those guys that the Yankees need, they want. And he's hitting 160. I believe he has 60 strikeouts. Is that true? In well, the 30 games? He, yeah, he's been awful um, with the exception of like two big home runs that he's hit. But – Gallo is so I'm actually kind of torn on Gallo because when when they got him the Yankees outfield was decimated. Judge was out with COVID. Uh, Aaron Hicks is out for the season. Um, Miguel Andujar and Clint Frazier haven't been heard from in months, so they were on like their seventh, eighth, and ninth outfield depth. So it's like, oh, you're adding Joey Gallo. Like this guy's an all star. Of course, that's a better option than who they have playing. But I just looking at his you know Fangraphs page and shit. It's like, oh yeah, he's a strikeout machine, and I don't want to add another strikeout machine to the roster. But he does provide other value because he's a good defensive outfielder. Very good. He runs the base as well, and he's just been dog shit. Like he, he's just been really bad. And it's like if he's not this bad, so that's the thing. It's like he's not this bad of a hitter, so he will start to hit better. And then he does when he provides a good outfield defense and he runs the base as well. 
And if he's hitting only 230, it's fine. 220, it's fine. But he's hitting yeah. 130, so that's not fine. It's a tough look. And honestly, I'm one of those guys that was on the side of Clint Frazier. I thought, I mean, Clint Frazier had a good stretch there with the Yankees. Look at his stats last year. He had a 400 on base percentage last year. That's what I'm saying. I don't know why the Yankees just gave up on him for kind of no reason. I mean, obviously, Gallo's a guy well, like a, I don't know. Well, Clint Frazier is a weird situation. He's, oh man, we have documented Clint Frazier. So he gets traded to the Yankees in at the 16 deadline. And it was pretty much like he's going to be their next left fielder in 2018. And that didn't happen. And then he had concussion. He had concussion issues, which kind of derailed his entire season. And then 2019, he, he just was bad and then injured. And then 2020, the COVID season, he played well, like I said, 400 on base percentage. And he's named the starting outfield, the starting left fielder in spring training. And then the next day, they re signed Brett Gardner. Okay. <laughs> and, and I know Brett Gardner was not going to be the starting left fielder, but at the same time, he's the longest tenured Yankee. Aaron Boone loves him and he gets playing time always, like whether he deserves it or not. And Clint Frazier just started bad, got worse this year. And he's a head case, he's, he's mentally weak. I yeah. like him. I like I, I like the potential of Clint Frazier, but I just feel like he's a mentally weak player that I feel like if you just put him in Kansas City or something, he'll hit 280 and 20 home runs yeah. every year. But in New York, he's like hit or miss because he's just a head case. And I tweeted this and I'll hand up. I, I did shirt Brett Gardner. I said the only the only way Brett Gardner should leave Yankee Stadium is in handcuffs. I don't think he at the plate. Or, or a casket after after, after <laughs> at he's the dead plate playing ni- at ninety years old. It's it's tough to watch the plate. I mean, in the field, he's. Pr- I'll, I'll give it to him. He's a very good fielder. He's very quick, very fast. It's just at the plate. I I can't. I, I just can't watch this. Do I remember? And the reason why I tweeted this is I believe I bet the Yankees. I think it was. I don't remember a couple weeks ago. And I was like, this guy. This guy is terrible. Like I, I there has to be a better option than it. I mean, Clint Frazier, obviously, uh, right? Well, he's in. He's out. He's out for the season. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, like, there has to be a better option than, I mean, him. And then yesterday you see it. Well, that's why they brought in Joey Gallo, because the yeah. outfield right now should be Joey Gallo and left ju- judge and center. Surprisingly, not a bad center fielder, Aaron Judge and Giancarlo and right. And that's a that's an amazing outfield if they're Very all good. playing well. True. That's true. I got to bring up yesterday's game because you obviously had some opinions about yesterday's game. I believe the third baseman. Is it uh, Urshela? Gio? Mm-hmm. What what's going on there? I mean, that guy looked like me in junior college at third base. It was wasn't it was Gio Urshela a Blue Jay at one point? Yes, he was. I, I don't know how how did that even happen? How did that trade even happen? Well, I he, had went, no he was with the Blue Jays. He was he was with the Cleveland baseball organization. What are they yeah. called now? The Renegades, the, um, Guardians, Guardians. Guardians. Yeah, he's with the Guardians. Um, and then he came to the Yankees in 2019, and they just like oh unlocked his saber metrics, and he's like it's crazy, oh, but. Uh, yeah, he's been he's been hurt pretty much for like two months. He's another guy. So the Yankees won 13 games in a row with guys like Andrew Velasquez and Tyler Wade and and Ruggie Odor. Yeah. And like, yes, all the other players were playing better, but like they got big performances from back of the roster guys who just were playing hungry. They were stealing bases. They were going first, third, and then Gleyber Torres and Gio Urshela come ba- comes back. And they've just looked flat as a team since that return. I'm not blaming it on those guys returning because that would be foolish, but I watch the team every night and like they're no longer stealing bases. They're no longer like having grinded out at bats. They just look flat for the past 10 days after they looked like un- unbeatable 
juggernaut for for 15 days. That was scary. That 13 game run, uh, being a Jays fan, seeing that, I mean, the Jays were doing what I think the Jays were doing terrible during that run. I think the Jays lost to the Nationals, got swept by the Nationals because of Brad Hand, one of the worst pitchers maybe in baseball history was on the mound. He blew a couple games to the Yankees this year. Yeah. It's just, uh, and I don't know what's going on with the Jays bullpen, but I don't know if you know this stat. I'll give, give the Yankees fans here a little bit of a nugget. The Jays bullpen has blown 26 games this year. Which it, which is absurd. The Sour. Jays go thirteen and thirteen in those games. The Jays are in first place. In well, the hold divisional. on. They've blown twenty six games, and you've and they've lost all twenty six of those. Yes, games? they've lost all twenty six of those. So games. So they've Jays. probably blown more games, right? Yeah, because they've won some of the games that they've blown. Yeah, no, it, it's it's honestly, I I can't believe it. I've never seen something like this in my life. The Jays trade for Brad Hand at the deadline. I made a song about it. I wanted Brad Hand, so hand up to me. And then he literally, I think he had a 780 ERA with the Jays. It's just it, it, every bu- guy that goes in the bullpen for the Toronto Blue Jays just turns to dust. It's absolutely insane. And you guys have Araldis, correct? Well, Who's yeah, we terrible. do. We do have Araldis Chapman, but he's not Araldis Chapman on the mound. He's he's pitching like a shell of Araldis Chapman. He doesn't have confidence. It's like he might go out there and strike out the side, or he. And you can tell after three pitches, I've said this, three pitches is all I need to see from Araldis Chapman to tell if he's going to have the save or if he's going to blow the save. Because you can tell right away, is he comfortable or is he uncomfortable? And when he's comfortable on the mound, he's still unhittable. But then if he's uncomfortable, he falls behind hitters and he throws a fastball center of the plate and it gets hit or he hangs a slider. Yeah, you. I mean, we are on the same side of bad bullpens because I've seen Yankees bullpens blow a ton of games as well. I the bullpen that- has been bad this year. And not to toot my own horn. I mean, you've been tooting your own horn for for yeah. ten minutes on the They're show already. It, yeah, I'm but my uh, Scott and I do bold predictions at the beginning of the season, and mine was that the, the for the first time in like a decade, the Yankees' rotation is going to be better than the bullpen this year. And I believe that that uh, prediction has come true because it's been the Yankees' bullpen that's pretty much carried the pitching staff for like at least half a decade. And, I mean, we can agree on one thing. Is there more? Is there a more pathetic team than the Boston Red Sox? I mean, what are we doing the here Baltimore last night? Orioles? I, well, I mean, okay, a, a team that should be good that's pathetic, the Boston Red Sox. What, what went on last night? Did you see that on the top of the nine? Austin Meadows hit an inside-the-park home run to tie the game. <laughs> yeah, well, the Red Sox, like, I, they came out, they so they bring back Cora, which is just like, Oh my god! I know. Yeah, it's like the weaseliest move of all weasel moves. But like, I knew it was going to happen. And then they they played for him, though. That's the thing that pissed me off. It's like Cora's a good manager, and he has the backing of his players because they they played like they didn't give a crap last season because they still have talent. Like that's the thing. The Red Sox have a talented lineup, and then this year they started the season and they played for Cora. And then I think a little bit of the talent caught up to them. Like, they were not going to be a 100-win team. So now they kind of came back down to earth. And it's a dogfight between the, the Red Sox, the Jays, and the and the Yankees for the, the last, what, what do we have, like 18 games left? Yeah, games it's left? something like that. But I'm looking at the remaining schedule here, and obviously being a Jays guy, I'm going to be as, I guess, positive as, as can be. The Jays have the Orioles and the Twins a lot. I think the Jays have the Orioles and the Twins for 14 more games. I could be correct on that. So oh, that's shit, what, really that's like yeah. that's at least ten out of out of fourteen. Yeah, you that's win what I'm at saying. least ten out of those. That's 14. what I'm saying. So I'm on the positive side, and a lot of people are chirping me on Twitter for saying I think the Jays have a good chance here of making the playoffs. But if you just look at that remaining schedule, and I guess they have we have like the Jays have the Yankees for I believe six, six more, more games. Si- yeah, we're recording this Tuesday at five o'clock before yeah. the Tuesday game. Yeah, they play three more this series and then three in Toronto. I, I got a question for you. How far are you from Toronto? 
I'm in New Jersey, so okay. Uh, so what? I mean, what are you doing for that J series? I mean, let's pump out some content here. Come to Toronto. Let's get some. Dude, I don't going. think I'm allowed across the border. Yes, you are. are. They, no, are you are. People in yet? Yeah, you are. No, no, you are. I just can't go to you guys. You guys can come here. Okay. It's, you, but you then can I a, come? Can I come back? Yeah, you can come back. It's easy. It, the only thing is, if you're an American citizen, you're allowed to non-essentially travel to Toronto, but we can't travel to you guys non-essentially. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you guys have a like a, a negative COVID test and you're vaccinated, you guys can come here, but we can't go there. Yeah, you that, got, doesn't, bo- that doesn't make much sense. It doesn't make any sense. Your borders, like your border, isn't allowing Canadians to go to the U.S. yet. That that's what it is. I wanted to go up to Buffalo uh, to see a, a game, but like it's just when it comes time to like getting in the car and going, like, yeah, that's 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 too far of a drive. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm calling out Scott. I'm calling out you. For, if this series has any. I'm hoping it's in the same point as it is now. Maybe Jays are like one and a half, two games back. Where? What are we? I mean, let's. Pump, I mean, even we can do a live stream. I don't, yeah, I think a live stream is a lot more realistic than me flying up to Toronto. You tell me a date and time. I will be at that live stream. I don't care where. where I don't care where I am. I will be at that live stream. I need the people to see the viewing experience of me, a diehard Jays fan, and you and Scott. Because Scott chirpy. Scott likes to chirp me, and I respect it. I need that banter will be electric. The people love to see it. It would. And see the it's it's like they're unfortunately right now, it's like two ships passing in the night because the Yankees are just like, I wish both teams were playing well right now. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I wish. It's like the the Yankees because I'm looking at the the standings like the Blue Jays are three back of Boston. So they're three and a half back of of the Yankees. They're eight and two in their last 10. They've won five in a row. The Yankees are three and seven in the last 10. They've lost three in a row. And the Blue Jays had plus 136 run differential. That's the most out of anybody. That's ins- I know it's, it's absurd. It's absurd. They have the third tied for the third best run differential in the American League. It's, it's, it's I mean, it's the bullpen, like you said, blowing all those games. It's 26 it's, losses. Because I can't believe it. I honestly can't believe it because I'm obvi- you saw it yesterday, man. This Marcus Simeon, he's gonna they're gonna have to back up the Brinks truck for this guy. The Jays aren't signing him. This is uh. This is like a once in a like a very long time opportunity for the Jays. You have Robbie Ray, who's a Cy Young candidate. In my opinion, he's the favorite just based off how he's been pitching. Maybe just depending on how cold it is tonight. You have Marcus Simeon, who has thirty six nukes, thirty six at second base. You have Boba Shett. You have Vladdy. I mean, Simeon hit like thirty five home runs in uh, Oakland. Yes, in Oakland, he was the runner up for the AL MVP. And then last year he was bad, so we took a bridge deal with the Blue Jays. I, I guess a bridge, not really a bridge deal, but a one year bet on yourself, eighteen million. And hit that's I mean, home runs in two thousand nineteen. Yeah. But literally everyone, Bre- Brett Gardner hit twenty eight home runs. In yeah, the juice baseballs. So. But that's what I'm saying. Like uh, for people that don't understand it, I mean, this is if the Jays don't make the playoffs here, I don't know if it's going to be like this for a while. You're not going to have these like all-star players like Marcus Simeon. I, I obviously Bo and Vladdy, but this is Rob, like Robbie Ray might not even sign here. You know what I mean? So this is a massive opportunity to take advantage of just being so like having such power on offense, having Marcus Simeon there. He's not going to be here next year. So it's, it, it, I'm very optimistic about it, but if they don't make the playoffs, I might like, I might delete my Twitter. Well, well you said, uh, you said they don't spend money, but then they sign, um, uh, Spring, Springer for, for what was the Springer contract? 150 now? mil. That's so stupid. I don't know. I, I love I like, love Springer. No, no, no. I, I'm not saying Springer's a bad player. It's just if you're going to only, 
I don't understand the franchises that don't spend money and then go it all in on one single free agent. That to me doesn't seem like a good business model. Well, and the thing is that like, especially with the new management, like Mark Shapiro and all those kind of guys, they're actually kind of starting to spend money. Cause you saw the Ryu signing three years ago, correct? I mean, yeah. Ryu was a, a, t- a top market kind of starting. But they, would they the- give him like $80 million? Yeah. And then, but the thing is, is Marcus Simeon and Jay's fans don't realize this. Marcus Simeon's a natural shortstop. He's not a second baseman. Yeah. So the Jays like aren't going to be able to keep him. Candidate. Yeah, and the Jays aren't going to be able to keep him. Like, he's not going to want to play second base for four years for, like, 200 mil, 150 mil, whatever he gets. He's going to want to be a shortstop. So the know, only, Money talks. Money the talks. Only, if the yeah, Blue Jays are the top true. offer, he will go there. But I'm hearing rumors, and I could be wrong on this, that the Tigers are going to go all in this offseason. Like, that's – I'm not – and you can quote me on that. I might get roasted for that, but I've had a couple guys legit tell me the Tigers are going to go all in this offseason. Look how much money they have. I, I believe Miggy's contract is going to be done soon. They're going to have a lot of money to spend. They, look how low their salary Miggy's cap is. contract is up. It's like not up anytime soon. So. Oh, when's it? Oh, it's not up anytime. I, be, <laughs> I think it's 2025. Okay. So I could be wrong on that, but that's what I heard. I heard Marcus Simeon. I, and if, if I will look like a literal genius, this happens. Marcus Simeon of the Tigers. I could, I could be a genius on this. I could get roasted for it, but he's going to want to be a shortstop. Boba not moving over to second base. And the Jays, by the way, have the third highest errors in all of American leagues. So, I mean, the, that- uh, Miguel Cabrera contract, he's got, oh my God, 32 million next year, 32 oh million in, in 2023. And then there's options on 2024 and 2025. Something tells me those options will not be picked up. <laughs> oh my God, 35 mil. Jesus, man. I mean, that's insane. So, where are you at? Well, that's like baseball money was so stupid for, like, I think baseball money yeah. is still the stupidest out of any sport, but. It's going to be less stupid after the CBA next year. Yeah, I think I. I mean, Miggy's a once in a generation kind of hit. I mean, he. I think he won the triple crown, right? So he's I, not a once in a generational type of hitter, though. You don't think so? I think he's. I mean, like, he's great, but like, there's literally like Albert Pujols was a carbon copy. He was a carbon copy of Albert true. Pujols. I. I mean, if you want to Manny, go to that, Manny, Ra- Manny Ramirez, like all of these right-handed hitters that like. Uh, this is not a knock on Miguel Cabrera, but like there's a handful of like those over the past 20 years. I just have recency bias because I saw him hit that 500, 500th career home run at the Rogers Center. So I was just like, wow, this guy's a dog. I didn't realize he has 500. And he's also, at, I believe he's almost at 3,000 3, hits. Is that correct? I think he's like, I, I don't know. I mean, he's obviously a first ballot Hall of Famer. This is yeah. not to knock Miguel Cabrera. It's just like when I think of the best hitters. Well, how old are you? I'm 24. I'm 30. I'm 33. So I'm a little bit older than you. Um, so what, like, when's your like first baseball season memories? And this, this may sound insane. I used to go to like $2 Jays games in like 2004. Like tickets were legit $2. I remember watching Vladdy Guerrero, like the father playing for the, uh, <laughs> the like, play, like playing for the angels. I think when that, when that team was stacked, yeah. I don't remember what year that was, but that was kind of like, went the first there memory. he went there in yeah. 04. So that was like the first memory I have. The, uh, the Yankees, I don't know if you know this, but, uh, I always get pissed about this. Brian Cashman had a contract in place with Vlad Guerrero, the dad, uh, in 2004 offseason. And then uh, George Steinbrenner overruled him and said, I, I've, wow. already si- I've already signed Gary Sheffield. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> like, a nightmare. The Yankees could have had Vladdy instead of Gary Sheffield. Gary Sheffield, like, noted bad clubhouse guy. Like, could could rake. But like yeah. bad clubhouse guy. Well, I mean, you could tell that with his son on Twitter. I think I have him blocked. I mean, that kid. Whatever. He's a, yeah, he's a little obnoxious. He's a little obnoxious. I mean, it's yeah. just whatever. But 
No, I mean, that's the first memory I have. And another memory I have, I don't know if you remember this, the Rogers Center, Team USA versus Canada, when USA had every single Major League All-Star of all time. They had Derek Jeter at short, David Wright at third, Pedroia at second. It was one of the most... Is this 06? Yeah, I believe it was 06. Yeah, so the World Baseball Classic, Rogers Center. That was one of the craziest experiences of my life. That's what I kind of fell in love with the game of baseball, I guess you could say. was like 04, 06. So I was like nine or seven years old, but... That's like the first memory I have. And even and even going to Yankee Stadium, actually, I, I remember I watched Yankees Red Sox, the old Yankee Stadium, Ching Ming Wong versus Kurt Schilling. <laughs> Ching Ming Wong, throwback to the Yankees ace for like three seasons. He was the GOAT, man. He was um, the GOAT. Would, have you been in the new Yankee Stadium? No, I actually haven't. I, I actually, because obviously I haven't been able to travel to the U.S. in the last like two years. So I haven't. Yeah, I haven't the stadium's been, been open for 12 yeah, years. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. I, I, I That like doing this podcast, stuff like that, I'd love to go to obviously – I'd love to go to the Yankee Stadium and just kind of see what it's like. Because I've heard actually, I heard, I heard, I heard mixed reviews about it though. Um, I mean, I like the old stadium better, but just like I'm kind of like a sucker for that. I'm I'm a sucker for old baseball stadiums like Fenway Park, Wrigley Field. Like those are right up my alley. I love the atmosphere around those stadiums. And Yankee Stadium, the old one, had just like a certain sort of grit to it that like you can't replace. The new stadium is certainly nicer. It's more comfortable. There's an open concourse, so you are getting a beer or a hot dog, you can still watch the game, which is cool. But it's just like very corporate. It's very corporate. Like suits. Like it's, So it's just like a bunch of guys with suits there? No, corporate just meaning it's just like it. a lot of the character of like the Bronx and New York baseball and stuff was stripped out of it. And it's just like, it's just like corporate, you know, giant Budweiser. It's just like logos and just like, I don't know. It's, it's just, it just feels very corporate. Like there are suits in the legends areas and the suite area but like if you're just sitting in like the 200 or 300 section you don't see suits yeah true but um they've added a couple of like party areas where it's like it's so it's like you know they built the stadium for what was like three billion dollars and they <laughs> built it with obstructed view seats <laughs> it's like that's like wrigley field what but wrigley field was <laughs> built before the fucking titanic set yeah, no you're right no i mean okay. you're right this You're thing right. was built for $3 billion in 2009, and they built it with obstructed view seats. That's absurd. But when I think yeah, of the engineer old... needs to lose his license. Yeah, he needs. we need to find him. I mean, he needs to get fired. But when I think of the old Yankee Stadium, I think of little Johnny Junta strolling up, seeing guys pack absolute hammers in their mouth, just big dips, just mangled on beer, eating these greasy hot dogs. That's what I yeah. think of when I think of the old Yankee Stadium. And I could be... And, Honestly, I could get old takes exposed. There's probably a lot of pictures of me in a Yankees uniform. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. 
But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. So Jeter's getting inducted into Hall of Fame tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what is your, because uh, are you a Yankees, like, you obviously hate the Yankees because they're a rival, but like, yeah. are you a Yankees hater or are you playing it up for like social media? No, I'll be honest with you. So this is where I stand with the New York Yankees. The New York Yankees to me is that team or is just like, uh, Los Angeles Lakers, where they just spend a shit ton of money, but they don't win anything. Except the Lakers a couple years ago, obviously. But I just can't stand because being a Jays fan, not, never spending money, and always seeing Vernon Wells, all these guys go. I'm there's a part of jealousy that I have towards the Yankees, okay. and I think that some guys get overhyped when they shouldn't be overhyped. And that's where I stand with Derek Jeter. I could be wrong on that. I just think if he's playing in Milwaukee or if he's playing in like Miami or wherever, he's not a Hall of Famer. Just that, be, I, that's that's wrong. He's still a Hall of Famer, but he's not considered one of the greatest baseball okay. players of a generation. I'll agree that, with you there. But part of the reason he's considered so great is because the Yankees were in a position to play in the playoffs year in and year out, and he had a crap ton of huge moments in the playoffs. Yeah, no, he was I, an an insanely clutch player. Like he was not the best player. Like statistically, he's not the best player. Certainly not the best shortstop. But when when it came up to like to not cut in time. I want him at the plate. No, it's a good point. I just think, and a couple guys made this argument to me when they were talking about it. I just think with the hitters that he had hitting behind him, and you, obviously this is a, probably an argument you've heard a ton, a ton. I just think he got more pitches that were hittable compared to, because they didn't want to go up against A-Rod. They didn't want to go up against all these superstars, Jason Giambi, all these guys, because those guys would absolutely mash the baseball and obviously short porch and right and all that kind of stuff. So they actually would pitch to Derek Jeter. I could be wrong on that. I but. mean, maybe, but he also let off or hit second. So it's like, you're not going to pitch around the lead off of the second hitter. True. Like, that's just like, I mean, he's not, he was not a 40 home run hitter. So like, that's just wasn't the type of player he was. I'm not, and I'll take it to the gray man. I'm not a big, I wasn't a big Derek Jeter guy. I loved a rod except when he would open his mouth and actual, actually talk. Let's talk about would... the, you sent me the video yeah. of uh, when, so it's what year set the scene. I, it was 2007, 2006. And Yankees fans listening, you, you know exactly what I'm talking about here. Alex Rodriguez. This is when the Jays were complete and utter dog shit. No idea why he did this pop up to third base. Alex Rodriguez is rounding third base. And I forgot who the guy on the Jays was, whatever. We'll just say Aaron Hill. Is a, I don't know if that was him. And A-Rod says, got it, got it, in a 7-2 to baseball game. It Absurd. It was it was legit 7-2 to or 5-2 Yankees. A-Rod says, got it, got or mine, mine. The third baseman gets out of I the way. he said mine. He said yeah, mine. Yeah, he says mine. He said he said ha after the game. That I remember thing. this. In his postgame, he said, I said ha, but he said mine. <laughs> I guarantee you he said mine. I could read his lips. I remember dissecting this. Yeah, no, and then so so he so he does that. And um and the and the Jays drop the ball. The ball lands yep. in the infield. Two runners score, makes it congratulations. It's nine two, I believe, or whatever, seven two in the scene. And little Johnny Junta, I've never been mad at a baseball game. I used to be just pure love the joy. This is where the pain started for me. And I'm like, I hate that coward. And that is when 
like when Aaron was seven to bat, you couldn't hear yourself think at the Rogers Center, just be <laughs> booze for 20 hours. Like this is when the guy was despised. And I'm sure it was like that everywhere. And some Yankees fans actually hate him. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. A big portion of Yankees fans do not like Alex Rodriguez. So I I, I was never an A-Rod fan through the through the 2000s when he was with the Yankees because I maybe unfairly I associated the 2004 collapse to the Red Sox with Alex Rodriguez. Like I was like, oh, the reason the Yankees yeah. fell apart is because they they got greedy. They traded for Alex Rodriguez and they they fucked up the chemistry on the team. Like that's what I believe at the time. And I still feel part of me feels that if they did not have a rod on that team maybe on paper they're worse but overall they're better yeah overall a rod obviously won a lot of people over in 2009 because he was a force in the playoffs like look at his 2009 playoff numbers they're unreal and they won the world series and then he had all the steroid crap he gets banned from baseball for a season (laughs) and he comes back and i said when he started to like turn over a new leaf it was all like probably thought up in a in a boardroom like by his PR team. It's like, how do we re reinvent your image? I called it the eroticence. And like he seemed to be more normal. And he seemed to like take a better like leadership role on the Yankees. And he had a decent year in 2015. And then they just kicked his ass out in 2016. And then he's been pretty good, I thought. He was pretty good since then. The J Lo stuff was obviously a little nauseating towards the end. 100 percent But that play at Rogers Center that's heads up baseball. It's at the end of the day. And obviously I'm a troll. So if someone on the Jays did that, I'd be just backing up the Jays saying, no, he didn't say mine, mine, but a rod did it. And just at the extent of how the, how bad the Jays were at that time, everything was going wrong for the Jays. That's that year. I believe, I believe they had the ugliest jerseys I've ever seen in my life. Oh, and for the people sleeveless as, ones. No, it was the 2007 jerseys with the white, and it was like a black and gray Jays logo. It said Jays across the chest. It looked like someone used Microsoft Paint and just made this logo. It was one of the ugliest things I've ever seen in my life. Yankees fan or whoever listening to this, just search Toronto Blue Jays jersey 2007. They had the ugliest jerseys I've ever seen, so my life was miserable looking at that disgust and watching that team and. That A Rod made it worse. So ever since then, I hated A Rod, but I loved him as a player. Obviously, he was a freak of nature. But I mean, that's just that's where I stand with A Rod. Alex Rodriguez was a very smart baseball player. Like that's the thing that people I think like lose in in thinking back. Like he, I watched him every day for fifteen years. He's a very smart baseball player. He also played every day, which is so underrated in today's game. Like just players do not stay healthy anymore, especially on the Yankees. And A-Rod and Jeter both stayed healthy pretty much every day. They played 158 games a year or something like that. And it's like, that does not happen anymore. True. And I mean, when I think of the Yankees, man, and I could be wrong on this, like just looking back on the Yankees, the only player that really sticks out to me just because of the way he played was Jorge Posada. That's one guy in my mind that's like a Yankees player that you could make the case that he was like universally liked. He didn't have batting gloves. Interesting. For my standpoint, being a guy that hates the Yankees, when I think of the, when I think of Jorge Posada, I think of positive things. Obviously, maybe he was a little bit grimy when he would play, but just the no batting gloves. He just played like a blue collared guy. I loved Jorge Posada, man. I loved him. He got completely robbed of any Hall of Fame votes. Like Insane. I don't know, I don't know if he's a Hall of Famer. He's borderline, but he didn't even get five percent of the vote on his first year of eligibility. So he only he got kicked off the first year. He was the best hitting catcher in baseball for a decade. 
and he doesn't get 5% of the votes? Like, it's, I don't understand that. That voting process is insane. And I don't know if you saw that cringe video posted by Tom Verducci where he's like, he made a documentary about himself doing a Hall of Fame vote. Did you see that? Was that this year? Yeah, it was. And one of the most cringe things I've ever seen in my life, he made a self-made MLB Network documentary about his Hall of Fame vote. It was one of the most absurd things I've ever seen. Verducci's though usually like a pretty good guy when it comes to national, like national stuff. He's pretty self-aware, but this, I don't know if he was forced to do this, but it was, he said he has the weight of his world in his hands. It's you, you the, think the, the baseball writers are so holier than thou when it comes to voting for the baseball hall. Of Fame. <laughs> I love it's it. like it is a we're, this is an entertainment sport, and it's the <laughs> Hall of Fame for it. It's entertainment, you morons. Put Roger Clemens and Barry Bonds in the Hall of Fame. And speaking of Roger Clemens, I had to mention him because we had his son on the official official podcast, Cody, who's an absolute freak of nature. This guy rakes. He should be in the show by now. I don't know what's going on with the Tigers, but. He told that story, and I got chills, not being a guy that hates, I mean, I don't like the Yankees, about when Roger Clemens was in that press box, I believe, when George Steinbrenner <laughs> oh, yeah. announced that he's coming back. Roger and, Clemens in Georgia yeah, box. I got, I got absolute chills. Like just, and I watched the video you back You watched the it. video? Oh, yeah. yeah Susan Waldman went nuts. And the crowd went insane, just yeah. the old Yankee stadium. And I'm still, and I, I know you talk about the new Yankee stadium. I'm still one of those guys where why the fuck would you take that stadium away? That Money. stadium had... How's that roof built, man? I know it's money. Uh, Steinbrenner saw a gold mine, and and he'd been look as soon as he bought the team, he was trying to build a new stadium. I mean, he renovated the old. They renovated the old stadium. The old stadium was not the original. I mean, I'm sure you know that. Yeah, yeah. they renovated it, and then like since the 90s, he was trying to build a new stadium. He was going to build one in Manhattan on the west side. Oh my god, dude! I, I mean, it just when I think of that, when I think of baseball, like it's just crazy to me that. A guy right now in 2021, if that stadium was still here, you could be in a stadium that like Lou Gehrig played in. You know what I mean? Like a, a stadium yep. that Babe Ruth played in, a stadium that like Ted Williams, all these guys play. I know you have the, I know you have Fenway, but it's just I, I, I never want Wrigley Field to be gone. I never have you want been Fenway. to Wrigley or Fenway. I've never been to Wrigley. I've never been to Fenway either. I, I've, I've, I've like done a tour of Fenway, but I've never actually like watched the game there. I heard it's insane. They're great stadiums. I lived in Boston for a number of years, so I was at Fenway multiple times every season it's one of my favorites i know that it's like people give me shit for it. it's like it's a fun stadium to go to the atmosphere is great it's like yeah the seats are shitty and like the angles suck but like it's pay a little bit extra and just get a good seat like, <laughs> you're, I mean, you're not wrong man i mean i believe there's a lot of seating where you're you can't see shit but it's just oh, yeah, the it's atmosphere. yeah if you're the worst place to sit in fenway park obviously is behind a pole but yeah. if you are all the way down deep in the right field corner Okay, like behind pesky pole, but like deep down there, you you might as well not even be in the stadium. Like <laughs> streaming it on your phone. <laughs> you can't see anything because if you're in like the last section, the roof, you're so deep in the stadium that the roof goes out so far and is so low, you can barely see the infield. And if there's a fly ball, you can't see it. It is wow. it is horrific. That's that's I mean, that's a tough look. And just imagine I just couldn't imagine being there. First of all, you don't have any view of the stadium, and you like, for instance, yesterday you have no view of anything, and you look at the scoreboard. It's a seven-one lead blown by the Red Sox. <laughs> just I love to see it. I hate the Red Sox, and it's just incredible. But let's go. In. I mean, I, I wanted to bring up this series with you because where do you stand? So let's say hypothetically the Yankees lose tonight, which obviously I hope Garrett because, Cole's on the mound, so I'm feeling good about tonight. Well, that's my thing. So I think 
the Jays kind of are going to be playing tonight with a chip on their shoulder. Robbie Ray is the is is battling with Garrett Cole. That's it's just them two for the Cy Young. Lance Lynn. No, no love Lance Lynn's injured. Lance Lynn? I mean, Lance Lynn's injured. He's like Robbie Ray and Garrett Cole have been kind of consistently pitching. I, I guess you can say Garrett Cole not as much, but I think the Jays will be playing with kind of a chip on their shoulder just to kind of back up their guy, Robbie Ray. And I, I, I might get old takes exposed on this, but I think the Jays are going to be wanting to swing the bat, wanting to mash Eric Cole, Garrett Cole. They might not, but I think just the element of the Jays, how good their bats are playing. I think they're averaging 7.5 runs in the last six games. Well, yeah, I mean, certainly the the – there's no question the Blue Jays are playing like leaps and bounds better than the Yankees right now. I mean, I, it's just Garrett Cole's one of the best pitchers on the planet, so it just might not matter. Or he pitches good, like three runs over seven innings, and the Yankees just don't score. Like that's also possible. But it's Steven Matz. <laughs> I mean, it's Steven Matz on the mound for the Jays, and he's been pretty good. I think the Jays actually have the second lowest ERA since the All-Star break in all of baseball or the American League. So Steven Matz has been very good for the Toronto Blue Jays, but Garrett Cole, like you said, is a beast, but little part of me hopes the Jays mash him so Robbie Ray can win. I mean, win the Cy Young. That'd be awesome for the city what, here. How is he in the like? How is Robbie Ray having such a good season? Like, I'm not uh, saying the guy sucks. Like, he never was a bad pitcher. And, and Scott's always been a huge fan of Robbie Ray. He's wanted the Yankees to trade for him for a number of years, but like, he's not a. He was never a Cy Young pitcher. And this is what happened. I mean, and, and this is a very underrated thing because obviously the Jays don't get as much coverage in the U.S. But people don't realize that the Jays' pitching coach Pete Walker is synonymously known for turning guys' careers around. So what he did with Robbie Ray is he put, the Jays or I guess him put Robbie Ray on a he on a like a training regiment. Robbie Ray would be doing two a day workouts in the off season. He gained fifteen pound pounds of muscle. And they took away some of his. I wonder pitches. how he did that. I uh, the, the, don't don't check his piss. I want to win the Cy Young. But they took. I mean, so what they did is they took away a pitch from him. So he's just strictly, I believe, slider fastball now. So mm-hmm. and that he only throws two pitches. And I was at that game against the White Sox when he got fourteen strikeouts, and his shit looks legit unhittable. I I, I can't believe it. I I I'm known for roasting Robbie Ray, especially last year. He walks so many guys. His walks are down. His strikeouts are insane. I think he has the highest strikeout rate in all of baseball since 2018 or whatever, something like that. But it's crazy to me. And this guy's going to get the bag. So I don't know if the Jays are going to be able to afford him. Oh, I was I was thrilled the Yankees were missing him this series. That was a huge break, uh, you know, for the Yankees. Bad break for the, for the Blue Jays. But yeah, I. I I like again. I just wish the Yankees were playing better. I wish I, I don't understand. This team has been so polarizing. They they were so bad in the first half, and then they turn things around, and then they win thirteen in a row, and then they look like dog shit again. I just I can't figure out this team. If you're telling me that they're gonna secure the number one wild card spot, yeah, I'll believe you. If you tell me they're gonna fall out of the playoffs and it's gonna be the the Red Sox and the Blue Jays in the wild card, I'll also believe you. Like I just don't know. See, the thing is, though, you guys are kind of getting lucky right now because the Red Sox are playing horrific. And the Red Sox got the Rays, or the, a couple series against the Rays, I believe. Yeah, the Rays the Rays did the Yankees a favor. But the Rays are maybe the best team in baseball. They're insane. I I, I can't believe it. <laughs> and I'm, I'm scared because the Jays play them next week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So if the Jays, let's just say, slip or go 500 for the rest of the week, it's they're done. Like, but you but, pointed out the fact that they have te- uh, 14 games against the, the Orioles and, and, twins. and the Twins. That's easy schedule down the stretch can make all the difference. True. Well, who do the Yankees got coming up? I mean, they, I know they have the Jays first. They also have, they have three more against the Red Sox. They have, wow. they play Texas and I believe they play uh, one other West team. I can't remember who. Uh, I hope um, not the Mariners. I hope the Mariners actually, the Mariners are, look terrible. Lately. And they play a makeup game against Minnesota that got rained okay. out early. No, it, it's going to be, I'm excited for it, man. Obviously being like hopeful of a Jays fan, I just want to see the stadium like it was in 2016 or 2015, but 
I, I just can't believe it. I just seeing how good they're playing right now, especially that comeback on Friday that kind of propelled it down eight two. They score six in the eighth. They give up two in the ninth, and they hit a three run home run. So it's it's been an absolute roller coaster. I'm glad Brad Hand is gone. He's on the Mets. You see, he did his first appearance. One out, two hits. They took him out immediately. <laughs> they took him out immediately. Poor guy, though. Don't you start feeling bad for some of these? Play- like I, I, when Andrew Heaney was blowing the game the other day, I was like, I can't even blame Andrew Heaney anymore. It's just like stop putting him on the mound. Like the guy can't get out. I texted you that, and I, I messaged you, and I said, is he the worst pitcher in baseball history? Because the guy you gave up. Jansen Junk, he's good, man. Like, he had the lowest ERA in the minors. I don't yeah, know what they're doing. The Yankees have so many of these mid-level pitchers that are probably never going to True. get called up for the yeah. for the Yankees. Like, they might get called up for Anaheim. They might get called up for another team. But for the Yankees, they're just not going to get called up. No, that makes sense. I just think, I mean, Andrew Haney is just... Junk, is, gotta, junk might be one of the best pitcher names of all time. Though. Yeah, it's just electric. And I... I, I, I I'm pretty close friends with his agent and his agent, like they just eat that up. Like just marketing the junk. It's just, it's electric. And he actually did well. Did you see a start on Saturday or Sunday? I, I saw, I think I saw his line on Twitter that, that he pitched well. Yeah. He gave up one earned run, a guy that made one of the worst errors I've ever seen. And then he gave up a three run nuke right after it. So it was unearned, but no, he, he's in it. I think he's going to be okay. But Andrew Haney, and you got to blame Aaron Boone for that shit. Like you have a guy who can't start. He can't come out. He can't come in relief. I wouldn't even be comfortable putting Andrew Haney in when it's 9-1. There's I'm no serious. excuse. There's no excuse for him pitching. There's no excuse for him being on the roster. There's no excuse for him pitching anymore. Because it's they, the Yankees have Luis Heel in the minors. Luis Heel is disgusting. Has not given up a run at the major league level yet. Obviously, he's gonna eventually give up runs, but when you have better options in the minors, there's no excuse for pitching someone who's this bad at the major league level. It's is just, Heel on the 40 man? Yeah, he's, he's already he's he was up and then they sent him back down. To like get him work out of the bullpen, and he's just been in the minors for three. Years. That's, I mean, Andrew, it's ex- inexcusable. And I know Andrew Haney is, I guess you could say he's a vet. He's been there. But at what point do you just kind of turn away from a guy? Yes, like, this, and just point. Say, this is the point. I don't know. But at what point <laughs> Sunday do you was say, the point. At what point do you just do what the Jays did and be like, all right, this was a bad trade. We're going to DFA him. Like, who's yeah. going to pick him up anyways? No, no you one. have to. You have to. You have to. I mean, I guess you can keep them on the roster because they expanded for September, but but I don't know. You had a good tweet today, by the way. I mean, when you said Garrett Cole pretty much dictated that, I believe it was like, Tor- or was it Torres yeah. or Ushella out of the lineup. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I love Garrett Cole, but he, he is a little bit of a prima donna in the sense that he does require a personal catcher. Higashioka catches him every game. Gary Sanchez doesn't. And... I half jokingly said that he told Aaron Boone to sit Glaber Torres. Glaber Torres, <laughs> Glaber Torres is a terrible shortstop, and Andrew Velasquez is a great shortstop. True, and Glaber Torres isn't hitting. So what the fuck is the point of putting him in the lineup? Garrett Cole's like, I'd rather have my shortstop make every play and hit ninth and strike out than make errors. Which is what I mean, you, couldn't, does. you couldn't be more right. And I mean, a couple. Obviously, I got to ask you about Aaron Boone. I mean, I see Yankees fans want this guy's head on a platter. What's the deal with Aaron Boone here? Um, he was brought in to be Brian Cashman's puppet, and for the most part, he's done that. But what the problem is that it, you can't win when a baseball manager has no spine, and he doesn't have a spine, and he is always caught between. Do I do the thing that my eyes are telling me, like pull this pitcher, or do I do what the analytics department is yelling at me from the clubhouse to do? And he's always stuck between 
you hate to see it. Two. You hate to see it. I mean, so who's you, who's your? I always talk about ideal managers for the Blue Jays. I want John Gibbons back. Who's your ideal manager? John Gibbons back. I want oh, John guy, Gibbons. That want guy him. is just neck deep in a case of Budweiser. I love him. I, he's the kind of guy, and I like. We had Josh Towers on. I told you about uh, ex Yankee actually, and he told me John Gibbons is the most player manager of all time, and that's the kind of guy you want to play for. I want John Gibbons, but who's one? Who's one guy that you would see ideal? I, I, it's, it's, it's hard because everyone's always like, well, if it's not Aaron Boone, who's it going to be? And it's like I, I don't have an answer, but I look at what the Red Sox did with Alex Cora. Yes, Alex Cora like did some shitty things, obviously, but he had bench coach experience before getting the keys to being a manager. Aaron Boone came from the ESPN booth. Can't take someone out of the broadcast booth and put him in the fucking Yankees dugout. True. Take someone who has experience in any level managing a baseball game. You're not wrong. I mean, Aaron Boone, and you guys got away, and maybe you actually like this guy, and I watched this guy manage the Phillies. He is an absolute joke of a manager as well, Joe Girardi. He's not a joke of a manager. He is a little bit too old school. But Joe Girardi's a better manager than Aaron Boone. Oh, 100%. I mean, I, Aaron Boone, I, it, it, you hit the nail right on the head because the year before Aaron Boone was at the Yankees, I was like, I was literally watching this guy on like ESPN. And yeah. he's now in, the, in like one of the most, he has one of like the, the biggest roles in baseball is to manage the Yankees, the Dodgers, the Red Sox, and he just gets thrown into the fire. It's, it's absurd. I, I mean, I've said this a million times. My listeners have heard me say this. I was like, he, he turned 16. He got the keys to a Ferrari and he doesn't know how to drive stick. Like, that's what happened. That's a, I mean, and and I, you guys, and I, what I respect about Yankees fans is you guys hold people accountable. I mean, you guys legit boo your star players. It's just tip your cap. Us Canadians can never do it. I don't know why. Actually, you know, we boo bullpen pitchers. but <laughs> Those aren't G- star players. <laughs> but Giancarlo, like, I remember I was watching a Yankees game. And this guy, you would have thought he like murdered some. Like the Yankees fans were booing him, like out of the building. It was so, it was insane. In 2018, you probably remember his first game as a Yankee. He hit the two home runs off of uh, Jay Happ for the yeah. pitcher for the Blue Jays on opening day. And then so they play that series in Toronto, and they come home for their home opener. And Giancarlo struck out five times <laughs> on opening day, and he got eviscerated. This is game four of him playing in a New York Yankees uniform. And he is getting eviscerated. I love that. I love that, man. That's one thing I respect about Yankees fans. They will hold your ass to the fire. Have you ever heard? Has Derek Derek Jeter probably never been booed? But no. He, so the thing with Yankees fans is they don't boo homegrown players. Okay. So though, so I mean, they boo. They're too quick to boo um, free agents or traded players, and they're they're too slow to boo homegrown players. Gallo. So has Gallo been getting it pretty bad? I'm assuming so, right? He hasn't been getting it bad. Um, uh, he hasn't been getting it bad. I, I don't know that anyone's been getting Glaber Torres gets it a little bit because he just makes so many mental mistakes. Um, I, I don't think that I don't think Gallo has heard it too bad yet. Okay. So, I mean, and I, the other thing I got to bring up is, is what is going on with the ticket prices at your game? Your tickets are $8. I was looking on StubHub. It's yeah, they legit. Can't give, they can't give them away. I mean, I think it's partially due to COVID. It's just like people are apprehensive about going to a stadium True. with 45,000 people in it. I've been to one game this year. Really? Um, yeah. And uh, I I would love to go to like a playoff game, but I don't like I have a baby at home. Like, I don't know that it's smart for me to go to a baseball game. Yeah, no, I guess. Yeah, I guess some people I mean, it's I was looking at tickets because uh, 
one of my good buddies was playing. He was making his debut in his hometown in New York, Kevin Smith, the third baseman for the Jays. And I, I was thinking about going, obviously, I, I can't travel, so I'd, I'd probably have to fly. But the tickets are legit $8. Like, it's especially a midweek game. You can, yeah. get, you can get, you're going to pay more for one beer than, than a ticket in a midweek game. It's just, I, I, I couldn't imagine. So is, on the weekend, I'm assuming it's different, maybe? Like, is it sold out on the weekends there? No, it's still not sold out. I don't think they've, I mean, they've had sellouts, but like the, the sellouts are all bullshit. It's like all the tickets were distributed, but like there's yeah. only 30% or 30,000 people here and the stadium fits 50,000. Like it's not a sellout. Yeah. I, I just miss the days. And obviously you can see with the baseball we, in Canada, we call it tummy sticks. Everyone's kind of friends now. I miss the days when the Yankees and Red Sox like legit hated each other. Like I obviously I miss those days too. Those were the heyday of baseball. Like it is way too chummy now. Between- it's it's absurd. And I, I I watch these Jays games and against the Athletics, the Jays had that massive beef when Manoa hit two guys, hit Starling Marte in the head, obviously by accident. And the A's were ready to fight the Jays. The next day, Vladdy's in center field, just dapping up all these guys that were talking yeah. shit to Jays fans. Everyone's okay. Okay, put yourself in the shoes of these guys. All right, you're a fucking millionaire. Do you really care about this stuff? <laughs> Yeah, you're right, man. I you're just, 24 I, years old. You have a lot of women waiting for you after the game, and you're a millionaire. You're not true. in a bad mood for the most part. You get yeah. the, your your rare gems where it's like, oh, this guy's still old school and he hates the other the other team, but it's just not the same. I just want to see Pedro throw another bench coach. Is that too much to ask? Like, <laughs> I, I just want to see that again. I love, man. And I look back on it some days. I'll just go on YouTube and I'll just go down a rabbit hole and I'll watch old Yankees Red Sox games. Man, do those shit that shit gives me chills. Not even I, being on either side. I was at the I was at the A Rod Veritech game. Oh my god, man. That shit fires me up, dude. I well the Yankees lost the game, so it was one of my worst baseball memories. It's just ah man, I, I just miss the days where like and you see it kinda now a little bit in the NL. The Giants and Dodgers aren't too like good with each other you see it now with the pirates and the reds and the well, like, this the- is this is actually a good um reference to the video that you sent me um uh, after the a-rod thing uh josh towers was told not to throw at a-rod after that incident yeah and it's like baseball is po- part of the reason that like these guys are all like you don't see these brawls and stuff it's because like they don't want to happen what um I'm drawing a blank on the guy's name uh who hit who threw behind like Correa and everybody for the Dodgers Joe Kelly Joe Kelly they don't want we all want the Joe Kelly incident at home Major League Baseball doesn't want the Joe Kelly I don't incident. understand why though <laughs> I don't understand why it's it's so good for the game you want to grow the game you have Joe Kelly versus the Astros you 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 make commercials like these two teams hate each other these yeah, two but teams it's, fought it's not wrestling. It's it's like I understand that, but the NBA is so good at doing that and marketing the games and showing guys these are like Russell Westbrook, Kevin Durant. You know, the NBA markets market circles around baseball, but the NBA has has heated. NBA, it's just different. Yeah. It's just different in the NBA. There's five players on the court. That it's yeah. like the superstar is the superstar. It's like it's not the same with baseball. It's like you turn on a baseball game and you want to watch Aaron Judge. Like okay, he just hit last inning, so now you have to wait an hour and a half. Yeah, no, you're right. I I, I don't know, man. I, I love and I'll I'll tip my cap. Aaron Judge, what he's doing this year, he's hitting over 300. This guy has been an absolute dog. I mean, he's worth every single penny. Back up the Brinks truck for this guy. Buy him some new teeth. This guy's insane. He already got those. He already got. I know, he already got the new chompers. Give him. Some I don't more. know. 
I don't know if they're going to bet. We've talked about this so many times on the show. I don't know if they're going to back up the truck for him because he is a little old and he is a little frail, but he's obviously their best, most complete player, especially now that DJ LeMahieu just is no longer an MVP. What happened to him? (laughs) He's just not hitting the ball hard. Like you literally like look at, go look at, I don't know how much you get into metrics. Like I talked to, I talked to someone um, about this maybe a month ago. It's like, he, he's just not hitting fastballs. Like he's his, his slugging and his batting average off fastballs in the zone is terrible. And I've heard stories, and you just love to see it with guys like that. I've heard stories that he's a complete asshole, like to people. I, I could be wrong on no, that. No, that's that's not. I don't think that's. I've heard, I actually I've I've heard stories of guys at training facilities that he trains at in Texas that where when he's working out in the facility, he demands everyone be out of the facility just so really? he can go. Yes, I like some minor league guys told me that like where they can't. There's designated hours to when DJ LeMahieu can do workouts. So no I, one either. I've only heard one other story from a source that was not favorable to DJ LeMahieu, but I kind of chalked it up to just like a one-off thing. But if like if you're telling me he's like also done some shit, I don't know. I think I haven't heard much. Yeah, I mean, I could be wrong on that. I just and I, I love the guys that are like very interactive with the fans and people hate Marcus Stroman, but this guy, what he does to grow his brand and grow what and just be on social media and stuff like that, he's one of the best at marketing himself, in my opinion, for sure. Marcus, yeah, Stroman. baseball. There's a baseball players try try and market again. It's just like baseball is never going to be the NBA or the NFL, but it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be. Yeah. Like it, it can just be what it is. It can be better than it is, in my opinion. I think there's changes to the actual on-field play that need to happen to make it more accessible for people to watch it every night or close to every night. And yeah, it'll be what it is. Yeah, no, I, I think that, I think there's a, a couple like points where you can market the game, and I I've heard a couple things for the even the All Star game doing kind of like a skills competition that they do in basketball or hockey or stuff like you that. Watch like, a guy. You're gonna watch a guy field grounders. Like, no, I want to see. I want to see. Uh, Hardest velo, like off the bat. I want to see like a like a, a target competition from the outfield to home Great. plate. We're gonna have guys swinging to try and hit 120 yeah. mile I need line to see drives it and Vlad, pull, pulling like pulling their back. Uh, well, baseball players are the most fragile people on the planet. So yeah, I guess you have a point on that. I mean, baseball players just uh, you see it with Judge. I'll say that Aaron Judge. I mean, when that he's guy, been he's been on the field for the most part this year. He they did the load management thing with him. And it's I mean, geez. actually worked so far. Like he's played more. Per, this is the most games he's played since his rookie season. Okay, where do you what do you see happening tonight? Like let's let's get a prediction here for you. I mean, Garrett Cole versus guy who had a nine ERA last year, Stephen Matz. Um, where, where 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 do you see it going? The game is gonna go like Garrett Cole's gonna p- pitch. He's gonna nut up. And because he he struck out 15, 15, yeah. 15 with 32 swings and misses. That's his last abs- outing. That's absurd. So he's going to nut up. He, he's probably going to pitch seven innings of like one run or no run ball. But the Yankees offense has just been so terrible right now. They have they're leaving guys on base like I have no confidence in this offense. So talk to me in the seventh inning. It'll probably be like two to one or one to nothing. And we'll see whose bullpen shits the bed first. And you hit the I mean. And the Yankees can't hit lefties. Is that correct? Because yesterday I, I saw a stat when the the Yankees were facing Ryu. Um, there they have a. T- I don't know what the average is against lefties, but it's terrible. I I could be wrong on that. Well, it's just tough to say the like the Yankees lineup has changed so much. Yeah, like that. It's like okay, in the first half of the season they couldn't hit anyone, and then since the trade deadline they've added Gallo and Rizzo, who have both like Gallo's been terrible, 
And it's like they've had backup players playing. So it's like I, I tend to not look at those team stats of like, oh, they can or can't hit lefties. It's like, okay, well, like throw out the first two months of the season because those players aren't playing anymore. So like what's the point of looking at them? But yeah, I mean, you also I mean, you made a point earlier about guys on like ruining team chemistry and stuff like that. In my opinion, man, Luke Voigt deserves to be that everyday first baseman. I know Rizzo's good. I know Rizzo Rizzo can hit. Luke Voigt is a fu- – he was an MVP. I think he came in second last year. Is that correct? Or he was one of the front runners? He was uh, – I think LeMahieu finished ahead of him for MVP. Okay. I don't remember what it was, but I know Luke Voigt had a very good year last year. And obviously, when the Yankees were on that winning streak, he was one of the big guys, correct? But again, everyone was was hit. They yeah, hit no. 400 with runners on base in that winning streak. That's, like, that's not sustainable. <laughs> yeah, okay? you're right. I, I Luke, Voigt, think... Luke Voigt won the, the fake season home run record last year. And then this year, he's been injured all year. So it's like, why does he deserve to be the first baseman? Like, you weren't on the field between April and July. And then they traded for a guy. It's like, play the hot hand. That's what I've been saying. Whoever's hot, play him. So you're you're in favor of, like, if he's hot, just to sit Rizzo or just not to give Rizzo as many at-bats, even though you guys yeah, trade You got to play the hot hand. You've, I respect at, that. There, you cannot, there's no, there's no one that is like, other than like Judge, at, who's like obviously always, if he, even if he goes into a slump, like Judge is going to start still. Like there's some guys who start no matter what. Voight and Rizzo are not in that category. Yeah. No, that makes sense. I there, Yeah, there's a couple guys in the Jays like that who should never be out of the lineup. Vladdy, Bobichet, I And... I don't know if you see this because I don't know if you follow the Jays as much. Man, that outfield is very, very good in the Toronto Blue Jays. Besides Randall Gritchick, I guess you can make the case. But Teoscar Hernandez, who is a guy the Jays picked up for Francisco Liriano. He is an all-star. He's hitting over 300. That's a name. name. (laughs) He's hitting over 300, I believe. And he was an all-star. He's absolutely hit his 100th career home run uh, two days ago. He's a massive part of this team. And you got Gurriel, who's heating up. I think he... I think, yeah, he had a grand slam. I think he had four home runs in four games. But this Jays outfield is very underrated. And obviously, Gritchick is one of the worst hitters I've ever seen in my life. But you put George Springer in center field, very lethal, man. So I got very high hopes for this team, for sure. Yeah, it's, it definitely sounds like it. All right, I, I got to wrap this up. Yeah. But uh, it was great talking to you. Uh, definitely have you back on down the road. And if if the Yankees and the Jays, maybe next year when the world hopefully is back, to, I would love to go to Toronto. I've always said I want to go to Toronto to see a baseball game. So you have an open invite here. And 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 honestly, I'm I'm I could I'm pushing this the live stream for the next series. We need to make it happen. I don't know if it'll happen. You, I need Scott's ass on the jackpot. Scott's been chirping me on. I mean, Scott. I, uh, it's a long story. I love Scott. He's chirping me, and I'll chirp him back. I mean, we're going right out of here. We need that live stream. Sounds like the beef is really between you two. I can. Just, <laughs> I, I no, can and I need back. you I can, in there. You can, can be mediator. Moderator. I can. Be- I feel like Scott's a spark plug, and me and me and yeah. me and Scott go right at it. I mean, we have the kind of similar personalities. He's electric, by the way. I mean, I'm guy, better. I'm better at moderating and then like doing the subtle jabs. Yeah, to both of you. You to, love the like, subtle jabs to like get you going. So that, that'll be that. my role. I feel like that'll be must watch a must watch stream, and you'll see. I'm an absolute psychopath with the Jays. I throw in rally dips, and I'll end it off on this. There's a video of me on the internet, and I was on TV when my buddy made his debut. Humble brag. I swallowed a massive dip before before his ab and if you look at this video i look like i'm the ghost of chris i look terrible so just no one look at that video all a freaking mouth of dip it was bad it was bad but anyways man i appreciate you having me on obviously what you do here is very i'm gonna pump your tires now it's very obviously inspirational so you know how many followers you guys have and how much you guys grow and hopefully efficient official podcast like i say let's send it to the moon and 
obviously what you well, guys I think do there's, is we incredible. need to make a distinction here because like for listeners who are listening to the Bronx Pinstripe show, go check out Johnny's podcast because it's not a Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Okay? It's not. Like, people might be turned off like, I don't want to listen to this guy about talking about Toronto Blue. You talk to baseball personalities, former players, current players. It's a really good show. You do great interviews. So go check out Johnny's podcast. I Maybe he'll start a Blue Jays podcast down the road, but officially unofficial is not strictly a Blue Jays podcast. And and and, and if you want to get to know Jameson Tyone, which is how I was actually found by the Blue Wire Podcast Network, because I interviewed Jameson Tyone and I tweeted it and the analytics got to Scott. I don't know how it happened. But if you want to listen to that interview, listen to that one. We, we interview guys from every MLB team. So, I mean, let's get it popping. I mean, it was, pleasure to ha- it was a pleasure to talk to you, man. I really appreciate this. Thanks, man. Thanks for coming on. Have a good one. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening to the Bronx Pinstripe Show. Make sure you find us on iTunes and subscribe so you can get all new episodes directly onto your phone. If you do like the show, we'd love for you to take a minute and give us a five-star rating and review in iTunes. It really helps us out and allows us to create more shows. We're on Twitter at Bronx Pinstripes and the same on Facebook. You can always find us there talking Yankee baseball. Thanks again, guys, for your support. Really appreciate it. And go Yankees. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.